This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. As the saying goes, get them when they're young. And Bachfest Malaysia, an organisation dedicated towards promoting the music of Johann Sebastian Bach in Malaysia and beyond through performance and education, are planning just that. So they are holding their first ever family concert called Hello Mr Bach, which has been specially designed for children where they will meet and interact with quote-unquote Mr Bach through storytelling and live music performances. So David Chin, who is the founder, conductor and artistic director of Bachfest Malaysia joins me now. He is also playing the titular role, so we're going to find out more from him. Welcome, David. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Always good to see you, David. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are things going? How was the previous concert that we spoke about? Everything going well? Yes, the last concert went well um, at UCSI, and we are um, gearing up now for this uh, first ever um interactive family and children concert that we are planning. Hello, Mr. Bach, and I'm really, really excited about it. Okay, and I always, I think I've asked you this many times before, but I always love hearing it. You know, for you, can you remind us what led you to classical music? I mean, was that something, you know, classical music in general, was that something that you found when, as a young boy? Well, when I was young, I remember, you know, turning on the TV, the radio, once in a while, we would still be able to hear some classical tunes, you know, like some commercials. I remember hearing Bach, um, keyboard concerto um, on TV and sometimes maybe a violin partita or the cello suite and so on. But nowadays, you don't really hear those as much anymore in, in Malaysia. Yeah. Okay. So so this is something, a gap that you're seeing as well, isn't it? And you're hoping to fill. Yeah. So I remember um, hearing these tunes, um, loving them, having some feelings, but you know, you, you don't, you, I didn't really know where these tunes come from. Mm. You know, but you know, since I was young, you have these tunes already playing at the back of your head. So um, as you grow older and you, you, you found out that, wow, this is a tune by Bach and, and all that. So I think that was really, you know, an important part um, for my education, even before I formally um, learning an instrument. So I think that's a very important part of my life. And with now, we don't hear this um, we don't have this sort of opportunities. People don't use classical music tunes as much anymore in commercials or um, in, in whatever programs. So, um, and also I felt like um, nowadays when people, they are hesitant going to classical music concert, the reason is because they are not familiar with it. I mean, mm-hmm. they would tell you that, oh, I don't like classical music. Yeah. But to be honest, I mean, we really don't have the right to say we like or we dislike something even before we get to know what Correct. that is. Or I mean, same with liking a person, loving a person or, or, or things in life. So um, the opportunity of getting to know and familiarize ourselves with 
um, certain things, in this case, classical music, I mean, it's very important before we can decide whether or not we like them. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, you know, uh, as a child, you know, we probably don't realise, but there is classical music in things like cartoons. I don't know if you used to watch yes. Looney Tunes, for example, exactly. right? They would have all these lovely, <laughs> and only as an adult or when you're slightly older, you realise like, oh, that's the piece I heard, actually. Exactly. And that sort of leads you on to go and learn more about it and to educate yourself about it as well, isn't it? Yes, and as a kid, when you hear these tunes, your imaginations is wilder as a kid. It's more raw. So it's very different in comparison to when you're only hearing these tunes as an adult. Mm. You probably, you know, our senses are not as sensitive as we were when we were kids. Mm. So I think it's very important for the children early on in their life that they have access to this all sort of arts, you know, music, classical music included, so that they'll be able to have um, this sort of um, imaginations uh, uh, developing in them. Exactly. And I, I can just share, you know, experience from my, uh, just watching my own children now. So when they watch TV or they hear songs, right, and it imprints actually, right? And then when yes. you play them, so if they hear it like snippets, but when you play the longer version for them, they are like, hey, that's that song that I heard. And then they want to learn about the composer. They want to, you know, so it's wonderful. We really, really need to get them young, which is why this concert, I think, is really going to be uh, really crucial, right, to get people to know about Bach. So talk to me about this um, this concert. I mean, why did you want to do it? Uh, talk to me a little bit about coming up with the concept for it? Well, a while ago, a friend of mine, actually a group of friends of mine, they took the plane, came all the way from East Malaysia to here to attend um, Jay Chow's concert. And I was very curious. I mean, they're, they're not like teenagers or something. These are people who are in their 20s or 30s or even 40s. And you know, the tickets are not expensive. I mean, way, way, way more expensive than Buckfest ticket. And so I asked I asked my friend, I asked her a question. I say, what is Jay Chow selling to you? Mm-hmm. You know, and especially when you're in a big stadium, people are yelling and screaming. You can't really hear the music. I mean, it was, it's, you're there for the atmosphere, of course. So, But why would you pay so much money? Is it just for that one experience? And so eventually she say, you know, she's buying the, her high school memories or her childhood memories. Mm. I think these are precious. These are priceless, you know. And, uh, you know, linking back to what I said earlier, why people, um, why there's still so many people um, hesitant in going to classical music concert is because they didn't grow up with such music or they didn't know there's such beautiful music that's accessible to them. You know, yeah. it's 2023. We don't have to go and get a pirated DVD to hear classical music. You know, it's a touch of a button that we can hear the best orchestra, the best music ever composed in human civilization. So um, this concert really, you know, to have the character Mr. Bach and to have some sort of theoretical effect hoping that the children would get excited about, you know, meeting Mr. Bach and hearing what he has to say, you know, a little bit of his life story and maybe um, some of his music or even maybe teaching the audience how to sing a very simple chorale tunes so that um, to bring them closer to this, you know, that white old man who seems <laughs> so intimidating with a wig and um, always look kind of scary on a portrait. You know, even people who are studying music, I remember as a music student, as a piano student. I mean, Bach was intimidating to me even years after my piano studies because, first of all, his pieces, most of his pieces are very difficult to play Mm -hmm. and you have to play it because of exam. And then um, this is the guy that you feel like is so far away from you because he was on earth about 300 years ago and he's not 
you know, Malaysian, yeah. it's not Chinese, Malay or Indian. Like, I mean, we have no relationship whatsoever with uh, German culture. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, through studying his music and his life and his, I, I realized that there's so much in common, you know, between Bach's time and our time and between Bach himself and ourselves as musicians, as human beings. Mm-hmm. And I felt like um, these have to be brought out because um, there are so much we could learn. I mean, I have learned so much personally from Bach's music and Bach's life. And sometimes these are, are the things that, you know, really keep me going when I face challenges and difficulties in my life, in my career. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is a misconception that classical music and, and you know, in Bach's music in that uh, sense as well, that it's considered quote-unquote atas, right? Uh, inaccessible, um, which is completely not true, right? And, and so I think, you know, getting children to appreciate it sort of like demystifies all these sort of like um, myths, right? Demystifies it uh, that this is only for a certain segment of society perhaps, or, you know, you need to, uh, it's difficult, it's a difficult, complicated uh, style of music to understand. So we need to sort of break it down and, you know, just show people that this is something that can be appreciated by everyone. Yes, exactly. I mean, when people say these are high-class atas mm. or something, I think you already have a pre-assumption that you are lower than other people. I Which mean, that's terrible, such a yeah. that's such a sad, you know, thought, sad, sad notion State when being, people yeah. think about that. I mean, a lot of people talk about that, you know, these are really high-class music. It is true at some point in, in music history, classical music were supported, you know, their patronage by these um, aristocrats or, or, or church, you know. Mm-hmm. But... It's not the case anymore nowadays, and easily we have um, access to this wonderful music. And I think, as I said last time, why people should come to Bach concert or classical concerts, I really mean it because you deserve it. <laughs> because <laughs> because we are human, and this uh, this music were written by our fellow human beings and meant to be shared. And to be honest, with Bach, particularly Bach, his music, most of his music were written for the church. And church at the time was the only place where the common people could go, mm-hmm. where common people gather. So it, they, like the cantatas, they weren't written for the king or the queens, you know, or, or the dukes. They were written for everyday common people who were going through everyday life, you know, struggling. And, you know, I mean, at the time in the 18th century, their lives is so much more difficult than than our lives today. Mm-hmm. You know, so all the things, all the pains, all, all the doubts that they're going through. And uh, even people were so illiterate. I mean, they didn't have an opportunity to go to school, mm-hmm. you know, so they can't even read. And this music were actually, the music that we think is Atas music, were actually written for everyday common people to encourage them, to give them hope, to give them direction in life. And I, I think... Even after 300 years, you find this hope, love, this direction, um, purpose, you know, in Bach's music. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what you're going to do at this upcoming concert, isn't it? And uh, it's also, I understand, interactive. Uh, you're going to introduce Bach's music uh, to the audience in a very simple, understandable manner, right? I mean, talk to me a little bit about how you've um, how you've envisioned it and how you've sort of uh, curated it. Yeah. Well, so in... The concert, um, this J.S. Bach, this Mr. Bach, he would be coming from around 1730s. You know, <laughs> this is maybe after six years he was working in Leipzig, you know, and he already was the conductor of the Collegium Musicum in the Café Zimmermann. And by the way, many of his music, instrumental music, were performed in Café, yeah, you know, yeah. in Kopitiam, so, yes. so to speak. So then I would be coming in and telling our audience 
um, my life story, such, I mean, you know, Bach was an orphan since he was nine years old. Mm -hmm. But yet, look at his life. He had um, worked so hard and also always giving his very best. I think uh, one of the goals for this concert is to deliver those positive values, human values and life values, you know, to introduce them to our young, especially our younger audience. And even our older older audience, you know, many times in our life, we kind of lost direction. And then yeah. when you hear something like that, maybe will put us back on track, you know, really to encourage them. And then, of course, um, throughout the concert, there will be um, some introduction of Bach, most famous pieces, most famous tunes, and also some not so famous tunes. Some of these works probably have not even performed in Malaysia. So to mix those together, I'm hoping that the audience will have a better sense of who Bach was as a person, not as a saint, you mm. know, not as someone who is high and mighty and far away, but who he was as a human, as a father, as a husband, as a teacher, and to bring them closer to Bach and to understand Bach and ultimately um, to be encouraged by his music. Okay, sounds wonderful, David. Yes, and... Um, after the concert, um, there will be four different stations. So we have named the station one is the um, Curtain Castle, where people can have just a backdrop, where people can have uh, a selfie there um, with uh, with violins. And they could hold a violin and take a selfie. And then there's also the Hausmann Portrait Studio, where get, they can take pictures with Mr. Bach. And then there's the St. Thomas School, where they can go and learn how to make um, a piano origami. origami. And then um, they, there's another station, it's very special, it's called the Zimmerman Cafe, the coffee house, where they can actually step on a podium and try to conduct the oh. Mr. Bach Orchestra. Oh, lovely. Okay, so that's that's all that interactive things that you were talking about, right? Exactly. They get to really immerse themselves in the experience. Yes. Wonderful. And I was also reading that, you know, it's also going to be in uh, both uh, Chinese and English as well, right? Exactly. We have four performances and two performances will be in English and the other two will be in Mandarin. Okay, excellent. And, you know, this is the first time that you are producing something for children specifically. Of course, yes, you know, adults as well, but, you know, uh, catered towards a younger audience. How has that experience been for you? Well, maybe you should ask me after the concert. <laughs> big side, big I mean, side. But thankfully, I remember when I was 12, um, when I was in my church Sunday school, I actually produced my first play mm. when I was 12 years old. Wow. You know, leading the kids in Sunday school to put on a show. I mean, it wasn't a very spectacular show, of course, but, you know, to dance and sing and all that. But um, as I was preparing for this particular um, presentation, I kept thinking, you know, back to my childhood memories because I love cartoons, I love Disney, I love all this, you know, children's thing. And I kept thinking back you know, what I would like to see on stage and what got me excited, um, what really um, intrigued me when I, you know, look at cartoons or stage presentation and so on and so forth. So I, I will combine also some of my personal experience um, in that. And of course, I have been also talking to parents and to moms to, you know, really keep updated because, you know, I'm not married, I don't have a family, but really asking my friends and keep myself updated about the current trends, you know, what do kids like and all that. So we also have planned the program in a way that um, it doesn't require a very long attention span. So it's going to move along very quickly, but um, very informatively, um, very educational 
at the same time also very entertaining. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you agree that it's important to sort of write and also perform for children and young people, right? That it's an important part of their uh, their development, you know, not just uh, their cognitive, but their language, social, you know, emotional growth, all of that. Definitely. And, you know, most of our classical concerts in Malaysia, they, they don't allow children to attend. Correct. So, you know, I told my musicians, you know, in, initially we thought, well, maybe we should just wear T-shirt and jeans and, and go on stage, you know, look more casual for family. But, you know, I changed my mind. I said, well, we should be dressing up and, you know, with, with concert gown and all that because this might be the first experience ever that they get to attend, you know, quote unquote, and formal event, but it's going to be casual. But, you know, they get to see people dress up and playing on stage, performing on stage. So um, we hope that they will get a very nice first experience. It will be lovely. It sounds amazing. And how have you been preparing for your role, David? <laughs> Taking on the well, titular role, no less. Yeah, I'm very grateful. So um, one of the performers, the main performers would be Okawatan. He is from Bintulu and he also has a, a master's degree in conducting from the Eastman School of Music. Mm -hmm. So, and when he was in high school, he actually was the champion of the three language um, speech competition throughout the nation. So the national competition, he was the champion. So I have been working together with him and on concert day, he would be the, the official host um, working together with me. So we have been um, looking at the script you know, seeing how we could arrange the stories and all that and come together very nicely. And of course, we uh, have um, all sorts of backdrops that um, taking the audience um, back to the time of Bach and to all the places that he has um, lived and worked. Um, so, and our musicians are getting ready also yeah. for, for the concert. Um, we will be performing a series of um selection of works um, from cantatas to instrumental works and then also we will be performing some works by composers who have influenced Bach for example Vivaldi and you know of course Pachelbel that we all know so well yeah. um, through his canon indie so we are very excited okay all right well so it's happening very soon uh, it's coming up just in a couple of weeks uh, on the 27th and 28th of May it's happening over at Kuesh Theatre isn't it uh, just right here in Taman Tun um, any, any concluding message David that you'd like to leave our listeners with you know anything uh, why they should all come. Maybe a final sell. Well, whether you are a young children or older children, um, we welcome you because I think this concert, first of all, is not very long, mm -hmm. you know, and it's very affordable and um, it is entertaining and educational. So whether you are an adult or a kid, um, you would get something out of this concert and um, you would like it a lot. Okay. Thank you so much, David, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I've been speaking to David Chin, the founder, artistic director and conductor of Bach Fest Malaysia. So again, if you'd like to catch Hello Mr. Bach, it's happening on the 27th and 28th of May. On Saturday at 3pm is the English version. On, on 7pm on Saturday is in Chinese. And then on Sunday, it's 3pm Chinese session and 7pm English session. Tickets are priced at 68 ringgit for children uh, for those 16 years old and below and 88 ringgit for adults. So that's 17 years and above. You can get your tickets at cloudjoy.com. That's cloudjoy.com. Uh, and if you'd like to find out more about BarkFest, just follow them on social media or uh, visit their website. And if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my slash front dash row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9.
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.